Welcome to Creative Conversations, the Tiger Spirit podcast where I talk with real people about creativity in their life and work. I'm your host, Yang Mei Ui. I'm an author and podcaster. Today, we continue our three-part mini-series from Westwood Ho in North Devon with my second guest from the local area, John Barton, the music man of Westwood Ho. Now, we recorded our chat in a quiet corner of the Waterfront Inn, but you may still hear some of the hustle and bustle of this lovely pub in the background. Now, you were not originally from the Devon area, so tell us, how did you come to settle in Westwood Ho? Basically, I've always yearned to live near the coast. I used to live in South London, and Brighton was nearby, like that. But uh, we stuck there for family reasons and all sorts. But eventually we had the opportunity. We came down here in 2008 to Westwood Ho and um, never looked back. Uh, fantastic place to live. So you were inspired to come down here. I think, I think you said your, your daughter moved down here. That's right. She, uh, that's right. They were on holiday a lot down here and they got fed up with living in South London too, for all sorts of reasons. And um, they came down here and found place called Northern, which is just up the road. And uh, they liked it very much. And so for a couple of years, we used to come down once a month, five hours each way. In the end, we got fed up with that. <laughs> and so well, we decided that we'd best come down and join. If we can't beat them, join them, as they say, you know. So that's what we did. And so we settled. After a long looking around all, all over the place, we eventually came here to uh, Westwood Ho. So. Oh, so so the families is sort of close 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 to each other. Yes. Uh, except your son, you said, is in, in Japan. That's right. He lives in Japan. I mean, he's lived there for nearly twenty years now. So that's another story completely. But we see him now and again, and we're on Skype with him now and again when he deems to contact me. Uh, but he's a very busy man, very busy man. But that's okay. That's yeah. okay. We have our daughter who now has moved, of course, as you do, as they do after a few years, and moved down to uh, Torquay. So she lives down there and she comes and sees us once or once or twice a month, depending on what's going on, you know, but that's okay. Yeah, wonderful. So an international family, but with um, now new roots in, in, yes. in, in the southwest. And the southwest is just a beautiful part of the world and uh, it's, it's what we call an open secret. One people don't know about it, but not too many people. <laughs> <laughs> so no, this is the thing, because I, I, I live in, in South London um, and I have dreams of, um, my partner and I have dreams of move, moving down here because it's just so beautiful. Mm. Um, so could you just give us a flavour of, of kind of like your daily life down here by the sea? Yes, well, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a, like a routine now, of course, after all these years. I've been here for 10 years now, I've been here down here now. And um, so... It runs like uh, sort of get up in the morning and have a nice breakfast. Uh, take the dog for a walk in the morning. Uh, I use my laptop, of course. I get onto onto that onto, into the office, and uh, and that, that's what keeps me busy primarily. Then, of course, lunchtime we meet up and we'll sit there and have a nice lunch at home. I watch Doctors, <laughs> <laughs> one of my favourites, and uh, and then in the afternoon, um, you know, I sort of. Uh, um, relax again back in the office, but it varies a lot though. We not we don't do it every day. When we can, we get out and about. Of course, especially weekends is when we really go and live the part of where we are now, and we travel here, there, and everywhere. You know, we you know we go as far north as Ilfracombe, long way, <laughs> and we go to Bude and places like that on a Saturday, Sunday, 
and um, you know that, that's nice. So we have friends as well. We have, you know, they come in to see us sometimes of an evening, and we see them as well. So, but the big thing is the karaoke here. It works with home. Uh, okay. Yeah, so, well, we're going to come to that. Yeah, absolutely. Gonna build up to that. Yeah, sure. Um, so um, let's let's look at the big picture because you've always loved music. Karaoke and singing has been a huge part of your life. Yes. Um, so. Let's let's go back and and, and you know uh, t tell us a sort of big the big picture of how music has been such an integral part of your life. Well, I suppose it was right back to school days, infant school days, literally. Um, I was in the sort of school choir at an early age. Uh, the head the head headmaster, the um, choir master, recognised that you know, there are people with a certain amount of talent. So anyway, I got involved in that, and uh, from about the age of eight. And very quickly, I was invited to join a church choir, which I did locally, and that was very, very successful. I, I must admit, I thoroughly enjoyed that, and uh, that worked out well. And um, until I was age of about fourteen, and my voice broke, and it became a baritone. Well, that was all right. But in the meantime, I really have uh, enjoyed that part of my life. You know, I mean, it was something that um, them think that I always aspire to. Music has been you know, the soul of my life, really, I suppose. So, so in the young, when you were young, uh, as, as, a, as a young boy, you were singing in church choirs and so on, and you had a chance, I believe, to, to sing in St Paul's. Yeah, that was uh, rather nice. That was, I, I moved choirs two or three times in that short time, and one fellow, um, his name was Mr Waterman, he had lots of good contacts, and uh, basically he had a contact with uh, the Eagle comic, which you wouldn't know about that, no, you're too young to know about that. But in the 50s and 60s, it was highly popular. And he um, was able to organise one Christmas time, an annual concert they have at St Paul's, for us, the choir, to go there. And so we sang there at St Paul's. I mean, the thing I shall always remember, fantastic. On top of that, I mean, this man really was inspirational because uh, then he also um, was very keen to promote, you know, really high-level music scores, you know, and in particular, I remember him doing um, Handel's Messiah, which was amazing, and totally inspired me because, uh, I mean, the Hallelujah Chorus, come on now, you know, it's got to be the, mm, the very, very best, and that's always stood in my mind, and uh, I re that really makes me very, very happy when I hear that. I mean, I might go that a little bit, but overall, it's, it's, it's a beautiful song and, and it really gets you going and and uh, it totally inspires me actually. Isn't that wonderful to think that th this this gentleman from way back yeah. kind of set you on a course yeah. of loving music because of his love of music that he passed on? Yes. Wonderful. So not only do you uh, were you involved in, in church music uh, and choirs but you were also sang in, in your local band uh, and all that? Well, he, well I suppose in a way I uh, sang in the bands. It was a Rather funny. First of all, when I left school and I went, joined uh, Lloyd's Bank, big branch up there in, in the West End, Cox's and King's branch, Army and Navy bankers, they employed a thousand people, a thousand people, and we had oh, a huge place. And every um, month we would have a social dance band and all that. I got involved in that, of course, for my sins. And so we. Uh, once a month we would set it all up and have people come up and it was very, very good at the, at the top of the building. Um, but, <laughs> and I, at one time, 
uh, there was a band there, and I got talking to the, the band, and they invited me to do a song. So I, I did sing uh, Pretty Woman, for instance. Wow. It was terrific. And I also remember another time, in the summer, when uh, there was a lot of shouting going on outside. Looked out the window, the man on, on the roof in the Haymarket Theatre, going like this, saying, Shut up! <laughs> Because we realised that the music was going into the theatre and spoiling their production, so we closed the windows. But you know, sort of little highlights like that, you have to think back and have a laugh, you know. Yeah, so you, you were like the sort of, um, you, well that was in the 60s. Yes, London, in the 50, late 50s, early 60s. 60s mm. yeah, so you were sort of part of that rev music revolution, yes, causing chaos. The, bail, <laughs> the, the, the Beatles and all that. You know. Yeah. So, what was that like um, being a young music fan and mu musician and singer in the, in London during the swinging sixties? Well, I mean, because of bands like the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, I mean, totally inspirational, and really got got lots, so many people involved. And I mean, the, the story of the Beatles, well, I could bore you to tears with that. I mean, I really enjoyed that. I, I do sing some of the Beatles songs too. I want to hold your hand, for instance. <laughs> 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 so, uh, and I do that at karaoke, so, so, that, so that was good. But yeah. So I had a great time uh, at uh, Lloyd's Bank, and, and then, of course, I, I met my wife, didn't I? We married 54 years. Wow. It's a time, isn't it? Oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and so I sort of went off music for a while. <laughs> had other things to concentrate on. <laughs> but soon got back into it again. I mean, uh, over the years, I've been involved in so many things. I was in banking. And then I had this opportunity of moving over into another profession, and that was to be involved in trade associations, which, as it happened, I was very fortunate. It took me all over the world. I was very much involved in the oil industry, uh, and I ran a number of uh, golfing society dues, and a catering trade, which took me all over the world. And uh, once again, uh, some happy memories of... Uh, of all that, and I was able to find the opportunity to uh, uh, sing even then. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, the, the whole essence of music, it, it carries you forward into new spheres, you know. And you had a chance while you were travelling to sing in New Orleans, I believe. Yeah, I mean, that was uh, quite something, that was. I mean, that was uh, when I was with the European Food Service Equipment Distributors Association. <coughs> I um, They had an annual a biannual conference every two years, and uh, one time we were in New Orleans, and uh, we were at the convention centre where this big uh, event was being held, and on this particular night, there was about a thousand people there. Uh, it, was, it was a terrific place, and so uh, there were attractions there, and one of the attractions, of course, was a music corner. So I, of course, had to go and look. <laughs> you do. And um, I found um, there was a basically a karaoke facility there. I thought a nice little cosy corner like this would be. Oh, that'd be all right. So I sang uh, Dream Lover. What I didn't know was it was a sound was went all over the building. Oh, so everyone heard you. Everyone heard me, and it was quite eruptions because uh, obviously I must have sang it quite well because a lot of people came roaring over. 
way how good that was. And it's a really highlight of my life. So I had an opportunity there of, speaking, of singing to an audience of 1,000. I've never done it since. How amazing. <laughs> but a great opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And then you moved on, and I think you used your event uh, organising skills, uh, plus your music interest, uh, to your, your, your final uh, role. Uh, with the National Outdoor Events Association? Yes, I mean, I, I was with them for 20 years, basically, and only retired from them in 2010, uh, which um, was a bit of a landmark. landmark. Um, and the funny thing was, like so many things in my life, I like to do things my way. And of course, as uh, right at the end of the evening, that final evening there at uh, our convention in February, um, that's what I sang, and I, and I sang it with a lot of feeling because although my way of doing things is not perfect, basically it's my way. Take it or leave it. <laughs> anyway, overall it doesn't seem to be worked out too badly. No. So I, I sang, and of course I've carried on singing it ever since, and uh, one of those great songs, you know, and uh, uh, Frank Sinatra, yeah. King, the 20th century, the, the best singer of the 20th century, they tell me. I can believe it. <laughs> so, so that was that was very very good. And but all the time I was travelling and that in my in my business and with the oil industry in particular. Uh, and um, I remember one occasion I was in Belgium in Brussels, and of course you're going round and you're going to a bar there. Lo and behold, there's a karaoke machine there. I'm attracted to karaoke machines, so I had to sing there, didn't I? So. A lot of people get very shy about singing karaoke and all that. I don't care at all, put it politely. <laughs> so um, I just um, just enjoy it, you know. I'm not a, I'm not a, a, a natural sort of showman, but when the music's playing, I get carried off somewhere else. It's like a lot of people who perform on stage. I mean, they might be very sort of inward-looking people. But once they've got on the stage, the magic shines up, doesn't it? So it's the music, really. You let yes. the music carry you. Yes. I think it's wonderful that you were able to have you know, your, your career, your, your proper job, if you yes, like, your yes. career, and, and which you loved and you, you did very well. And, and also, at the same time, music was a large part of your oh, life. Oh, it, it still is, of course. Yes, yeah, still it still is. is. So, which brings us to now. So you moved to Westwood Ho, and um, presumably, apart from your, your daughter in this area, at that time you didn't know anyone. No. Um, so how did you get involved in the music community in Westwood Ho? Wow. Once again, I, I can look back and think of the karaoke evenings. I mean, they're quite popular in the pubs and that around here. And so I sort of got involved in it. I got to meet my two people and... Um, but I think what really set me off, though, was uh, 2015, I think it was. And uh, I remember listening to Annika Rice on the, on the radio, and she was talking about challenges. And I realised that Frank Sinatra was celebrating his 100th birthday on the 15th of December, 2015. I suddenly thought to myself, what a ah, challenge, I like that idea. So I um, set up um, a Facebook page and um, said, right, well, I'm going to do this channel, I'm going to sing 100 songs between like September and December. Tall order. I mean, I couldn't do them all, obviously not. So I did a lot of it, but um, uh, some of it I had to borrow from other people, you might say. And uh, that's where uh, I had uh, the opportunity of um, 
of finding this particular, um, what would you call it, a digital singing system called Red Karaoke. And on there, you can sing songs and then all the music comes up and it's, it's very, very good on YouTube. Even if you just want to practice, you can use it. It's about four pounds a month, but that's by the way. But that helped as well. Of course, through that, uh, I've got to know of a lot of people who sang Frank Sinatra songs. So I was able to borrow <laughs> about 10 or 12 of those songs as part of this 100 for, for, for the uh, challenge. So that, that worked very well, first of all. And then, of course, then moved on to 2016, and someone suggested that perhaps we should have um, some sort of concert. In Westwood Ho? Yeah. And this is where the Westwood Ho and Music, the Westwood Ho and Appledore Music Showcase started in 2016, and there's a group of people got together and we set up this concert. And since then, we've had six, you know, which is over two years. But uh, got the stage now where um, big job, big job. And so we now do one a year, and the next one is uh, at the Pier House here in Westwood Ho on the 22nd of, of November. That's right, so the date to put in your diary, right? <laughs> so that's wonderful. So it, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? You start off quite small, so you do lots yeah. of them, and then you become a victim of your own success. It's so oh. such a big, it becomes such a big thing. It does. That, that it becomes hard work. So, but that needs us nicely into um, a sort of overview of all the different music uh, bands and musicians that, uh, that you've been in contact with for um, the Wham, isn't it? Westwood Wham. Ho mm. and Apple Door Music, music Showcase. Show, yeah. showcase. Yeah. Um, well done. So, so could, you, <laughs> could, could you give us a, a flavour overview of all the different music activities mm. and, and music bands uh, mm. in, in this area? Well, let's put it this way. I mean, I think uh, North Devon is a hot spot for music in general and it covers virtually everything you can think of. I mean, most popular, of course, would be the actual pop bands. I mean, the classic ones like um, The Rockin' Good Nights with Pete Seeger and uh, The uh, Rivals, I mean, all local. And they perform beautifully. I mean, very, very good indeed. And other bands, and there's individual uh, duets, there's like uh, Dave and Les, are very low, they're, in the, they're my sort of age, a bit younger than me. And they go around the, the convalescent homes and the, the pubs and clubs, and of course, the Wham! concert. And very successful indeed, and they do it because they enjoy doing it. And of course, the older people love it. So it's all those sort of people. And of course, there's all sorts of uh, there's the um, uh, there's so many different types of bands: soul music, uh, uh, jazz, uh, all the pubs around here. It's it's alive with music here in North Devon. I'm sure it's the same in other places, but of course, I can only relate to North Devon. And I'm so pleased when I look back that we've moved down here and we can pick up on this mood, something that I really love. So, uh, again, for the people, maybe um, locals, uh, as well as people from, from outside of Devon, um, um, where, where are some of the venues that they should be uh, thinking of going oh, to for, for music? Right, well, I mean, around here, of course, there locally, there are plenty of places. I mean, you, first of all, you've got here, the, you know, the waterfront here. I mean, they have events here, and they have uh, 
uh, the, the Sounds of Music, as they call it, a big event in uh, um, uh, end of May, Spring Bank Holiday. Then again in August, another big do. I mean, have gone for two or three days and have all sorts of bands here. Very successful, run by Robert Braddock uh, and co. And um, then we have the, the Village Inn. They do very good events. They, um, they have the Rocking Good Nights there from time to time and the Rivals. And the same applies to um, the, the Fairway Boys here. Uh, and of course, up in uh, the Pier House, they have things going on virtually every day, every night. And of course, in the summer season, I mean, it's packed out with wonderful events. So in terms of right, local, yes, I mean, there's so much going on in Westwood Ho, and all the time we're encouraging that and working with Peter Sawyer, you know, um, it's been very, very good. Um, but outside of that, you get into Biddeford and places like that, and you go up to... Um, uh, Barnstable and further north, even up to Ilfracombe, there's a place up there called the Pier House at Ilfracombe, and they have very successful um, events. But all over North Devon, there are pubs and clubs where all this live music goes on, and it's amazing how popular it is and how well sustained it is in terms of popularity. So it, it really works very, very well. So I feel blessed to be living down here and flavouring all the music that goes on. I mean, virtually any night I can go out and go and listen to a band. I mean, I go to Appledore itself. I mean, that is a hive of activity. You've got the famous The Champ uh, there, where the bands play virtually every day of the, every day of the week or every evening of the week. And um, that's very successful too. It's, it's only a small place, but my God, it's, it's, a, it's a hive of activity in there. <laughs> but there's so many places like that. Yeah, so it's, the, it's like the perfect area for you. Sun, oh, sea, music, yeah. everything that oh, you yes. want in your life. Fantastic. Sun, sea and... Um, yes. <laughs> songs, fancy and songs. There that's, you that's the one, thank you. <laughs> um, so now, you have recently recorded a couple of CDs for friends and family. Yes. Can you tell us about that? Well, that, they're by hands of tail. That was a question of um, uh, meeting up with this... Uh, friend of mine called uh, Les Kavanagh and he tells me that he has a, uh, a studio at home so we got there looked around liked what he did and so we um, start. he said well why not do a couple of songs so I started singing a couple of songs there and basically kind of long story short we decided to make a record or a CD and we produced one you liked it a lot, we liked it a lot, so we produced the second one. And on there, of course, is my favourite song of all time, On Days Like These, by Matt Munro. And uh, that goes down a storm when that's played, and I know certain people really like it. Uh, so Matt Munro music kind of suits my voice, I think, as much as anything. So I, I sing a lot, and Frank Sinatra, I sing some of that. So that um, really uh, was great for me to, to have done that. It's nice to have uh, actually been able to record and have a, uh, a couple of CDs available that I can pass down to a few close friends. I mean, obviously, the, the, you know, you, you can only use them for um, as presents. Can't sell them, of course. Not that anyone would want But what a wonderful gift to have and, and, and a wonderful legacy to, 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 to have your voice captured yes. you know, for, for your family. Yes. And, and, 
wonderful. Well, with the Red Karaoke, exactly the same. We've got about 134 songs on there. Wow. Yeah. So now, just to, to wind up, so um, all the people who've, who've heard about the wonderful music scene in, in Westwood Ho, um, where should they go um, if for visitors or local people in the North Devon area, if they want a good night out with live music? I should have mentioned it before, because one of the things that came out of all this, the fact is that I set up a website called the Westwood Ho Music Community. Uh, we've got nearly 500 members over the last couple of years. And on there, I try to capture every day all the kind of events that are going on and anything of interest regarding music. Even, even had people come on, they want, to, they want a drummer or somebody is a drummer and wants to join a band. So I put all that sort of thing on there, but mostly it's to promote events. And, uh, and that goes well because people do look that up and they are able to decide in advance which ones they want to go to. And it's, they put it down in the diary like I do. And so it's a good service. I like to think it's a public service to people in, in around North Devon. Yes, <laughs> fantastic. So, the, the, uh, and, and I, I want to say to, to our listeners that that's how John and I met. Um, yes. I, I was looking for music events and I went on the Westwood Home Music Community Group ah, in on yes, Facebook. Yes, you did, yes. And I joined. And, and John, being the administrator and a very friendly chap, immediately messaged me and said, hello, welcome. And so we had a little chat. Mm. Um, and then we bumped into each other at, at a music event. We did. Um, and, uh, you know, the rest is history. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> right. No, I and mean, it's been very good that we had that contact. It's always good to see you down here in Westwood Ho. Yeah, and, and I think, again, I think I said this uh, in, in, the, in the previous podcast with Pete Sawyer, that everybody in this local area is so friendly and warm yes. and, and welcoming. And, yes. and John is, is, is another example, along with Pete, of this, the wonderful community here. Yes, there's a, great, there's a great sort of spirit here. And I think we all want to get on with our lives and uh, but make sure that people enjoy themselves. And of course, it's a great centre for visitors to come and people come back here every year and uh, they really enjoy it here. Wonderful. John Barton, thank you very much. Well, thank you very much, young May. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much. My creative conversation today was with John Barton, the music man of Westwood Ho, North Devon. There are photos and links to some of the things we talked about on the show notes page. You can use the bit.ly short link, bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash creative conversations hyphen podcast and search for Creative Conversations episode CCV 0204, John Barton on Sand, Sea and Song, Westward Ho. If you've enjoyed this episode of Creative Conversations, please do share it with your friends wherever you share stuff. The Creative Conversations podcast is produced by tigerspirit.co.uk. The podcast short link again is bit.ly bit.ly forward slash creative conversations hyphen podcast. I'm Yang Mei Ui. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook as at tigerspirituk. Thanks for listening and see you next time.